mama? Everybody. Hey friends and welcome back. Welcome us back too because it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. We were talking today about how we need to do better of staying on task and getting our podcast out. But And basically I was like, and also we need to stop uh, making promises that we can't keep because we're like, yeah, we're going to put out two episodes this week and then we were off for two weeks. So Yeah, hindsight being what <laughs> it is, um, two episodes might have been a little... It was a reach. Yeah, it was a bit of a reach considering yeah. I can't get out one episode a week at well, this point. I mean, yeah. It, guys, granted, we've been pretty busy the past few weeks. Just Life like, has happened hard. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, found out we were pregnant and... Oh, <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler. If you guys don't follow us on Facebook, then you don't know yet. But um, we are 11 weeks pregnant this it's, week. It's um, really, really exciting. It's super exciting. And we've seen the baby a few times, and it's moving, and it's doing its thing, and um, looks perfect so far. So that's yeah. exciting. It's really awesome. But, um, so that happened, and so we were kind of uh, taking our time really enjoying and um, telling our families and just thinking about how we were going to tell our kids because, you know, we had talked about, and I think we talked about it on the episode where we discussed us trying and telling you guys, opening up to letting our audience know that that was something we were trying to do. I think we mentioned that we decided that we want to celebrate while everything's good and hopefully everything continues to be good. Yeah, I think that, you know, with the with the miscarriage that happened in December, I think that any amount that we get to celebrate this life is mm-hmm. is worth being out loud about. Yeah. I know there's a lot of taboo about, you know, waiting until you're done with your first trimester and, and making sure you're past the quote-unquote safe point, which <laughs> we've determined especially recently with with some with some friends that have had late heartbreak in their pregnancies um, that that maybe there's not a safe point so and just, let's be real there's not a safe point after the baby's here either life's like, true so much tragedy and so many there's just so many things that could happen and so we're gonna spend our time focusing on all the good <laughs> because you never know I mean and and we we determined ultimately if if it was just short-lived experience that at least other people got to be part of it. And so we announced early and mm-hmm. we told our kids and we were we're prepared for whatever we have to then mm-hmm. tell them yeah. later if if that's something that has to happen. But so far <laughs> in this pregnancy everything's gone really beautifully. Yeah, we reached out to a friend of ours when we were trying to decide and she gave us some really beautiful input on sharing early. And it was just the fact that, like, even though it was for for a short time, her whole tribe and everybody that knew her got to know her baby in that moment. And, I, and we just thought that was so beautiful that life, no matter how long, is celebrated. So, yeah, we did tell our kids. We told our families. And now we've told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and our kids are so excited. And... Maddox wants um, a 
brother. She has brother. decided that she thinks she wants a brother was her last. And, Mad- and Phoenix has said that she'd like another little sister. Yeah. But she thinks it's a boy. But she does think it's a boy. So. But we will find out in a couple weeks. And yeah. we'll share that with you um, on the podcast we do after we find out. Because we don't know, obviously. Yeah. Maddox is struggling just a little bit. Just because, right, she is um, living in two places. Yes. And so, you know, in the in the car last week, she kind of teared up and her voice broke a little bit. And she just said, I wish the baby could come with us to daddy's too. So it's a hard concept that the baby stays here and they go to dad's. Yeah, <laughs> she wants the baby to go with her. Yeah. N- number one, she says she'll miss the baby, yeah. which makes perfect sense. Um, but number two, she's struggling to understand why the baby doesn't have a dad. Yeah. Which is interesting because she doesn't exactly know how babies are made yet. Um, so I don't know why. Maybe, maybe even though she has two moms here, she also has a dad. And so she assumes that other same sex couples and their kids have both gendered parents. I I don't know. It's a hard concept for her to wrap her little head around right now. And of course, Phoenix like laughs and yeah, and she's like, "That's ridiculous." I'm like, "Okay, but don't this, make your sister feel bad." This baby's lucky; she only has two moms. <laughs> <laughs> she might have said that. So, but. you know, it's. I mean, they're they're struggling just a little bit, but um, well, Maddox is. Phoenix is just excited. So that is lovely because we weren't a hundred percent sure how they were going to take it. So we were we were really glad that they were happy. Yes, and and we know that. There will be some turbulence along the way. Oh, sure. But um, from all parties, mm-hmm. myself included. Also me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've had a sleepless night, honestly. <laughs> so Yeah. it's uh, And I've been super blessed. I haven't been sick. So I've been nauseous a couple times, but it hasn't been anything that's like, you know, putting me out or anything. So I've been really blessed. Like, really, not sick at all. It's been pretty cool. Like to the point where she likes to ask me if she's still pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, well, the baby says you are, so. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. Sure. So that's something. But um, anyway, speaking of Maddox struggling a little bit. Oh, yeah. Last week, we um, we ended up in the hospital with Maddox. Two weeks ago. Um, yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> a bit ago. So she, um, Maddox has type 1 diabetes, and today we're going to go into Maddox's story, Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk, um, after we talk about her and how she was diagnosed, we'll talk a little bit about this last time around, too. Yeah. Like, this last experience. We'll just talk about her journey. Yeah. And really the journey that we've all taken plunging into the world of type 1 diabetes. Yeah. Because, I mean... It was a big old learning curve. Yeah, as you can imagine. I mean, you know, and I came in... How long after she had been? Not very long. Not very long. A few months. A few months after she had been first diagnosed. and So by then, everybody kind of knew what was going on. And I was like, wait, explain this to me again. Mm-hmm. Like, because <laughs> it was so... It was really hard for me to wrap my head around it and understand. Concept. Yeah. And Just be- how her body was working. Yeah, and at the beginning there was a lot of math too. Involved. Or not working, I guess, not technically. Working. Okay, so go ahead. So let's start from the beginning. So I first noticed Matt, there was something going on with Maddox. Um, right after we had returned from Disney, 
the first time. And you were still married to Chase. And I was, yeah, I was still married to Chase. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, she would eat and drink and sleep like normal, except her sleeping started to increase. She would sleep more, um, but not anything that I would be worried about yet. I think that the first sign was that she was drinking a ton, a, just a ton, like a whole lot. And I, um, I started tracking it. That was the first step for me. So I started tracking and she was drinking like just like a gallon of liquid a day. It was, it was crazy. And she was still, um, she was still going to the bathroom, you know, cause that there's some other things that, that happened when that, I mean, that can be the diagnosis if, if they're not going to the bathroom, but they, but she was. And, um, and I made an appointment because I thought that it was weird and she was starting to be a little bit lethargic, not too bad. I made an appointment. We saw her pediatrician and she, um, at first she didn't put, Honestly, she didn't put too much in stake, at stake. What? I don't know. She too much importance on it, Yeah, I guess. she didn't, she didn't um, maybe validate my feelings the way that I was hoping would be validated. She said, you know, kids drink a lot. And she was like, well, how much is she drinking? And I told her. And she said, you know what? That is, that is a lot. That is kind of a lot. And then she asked me immediately. She goes, do you guys have history of type 1 or thyroid? issues and and you know what neither chase or myself or any of our family members have had type one and we also had no history of thyroid and so she thought that it was going to be unlikely for something to come back but she decided that we would do um a a blood test but she had to be fasting and at this point maddox was drinking all the t- all the time, she couldn't have food or liquid after a certain point, and I um, I was nervous about it. But I said okay, so we were scheduled to come back the next day, which was a Friday um, for the fast, yeah, um, and the blood draw. So we did. We came back the next day, and Maddox was pissed, but um, she was fine. She <laughs> she got the blood draw, and we left, and then she ate. You know, like, not a big deal. And I got a call. Uh, I think I actually called. I called up and asked, um, you know, about those results later that afternoon because they said they would have them. And um, that's when I was informed that the blood had co- coagulated? Coagul- coagulated? Coagulated? I, I think. I have no I idea. I'm it, not like, it clotted when it was pulled out. And so the sample was invalid. And so they told me that we would need to come back on Monday for another blood draw. That was fasting. And I was irritated, to say the least. But it is something that I was informed just happens sometimes. I was like, okay. So I tried to stay patient. And the reality is, is that over the weekend, Mattis got really sick. She got really sick. Not like throwing up sick, but like she was sleeping for probably 20 hours in the day. And And how old was she? 
she was 17 months old. Right. And she, I mean, when she was eating, she couldn't keep her eyes open. It was, she was really sick. On probably by Sunday night. That's when you, is is that when you took the video? I took a video of her trying to eat a tortilla and she couldn't hold her head up. Guys, when I tell you that this video is absolutely heartbreaking, like, first of all, it's like Maddox is, it's like she can't breathe. Like she's just, you can hear her like grunting and just trying to stay alive. I mean, I, I know that sounds really dramatic, but that's exactly the video. And she's just eyes closed, stuffing her mouth with this tortilla, like eating it as fast as she can, but eyes closed and she can't catch her breath. Like, it, like I have the chills talking about it because it just, it makes me cry. It was, it was a really hard video, but I took it because I wanted, I wanted them to understand the severity Mm -hmm. that I was seeing her in. Right. And we... Went to sleep, despite every part of me saying that we shouldn't go to sleep, that instead we should go to the hospital. But I knew we were seeing our pediatrician in the morning. And so I fasted her and took her in on Monday morning to get her blood work drawn. And we didn't see our pediatrician. We saw the blood draw nurse, who was fine. And, um, and then she sent us home. To wait for results after Maddox slept through the blood draw. She slept through it. Mm. I Because she was so exhausted. Because, because what we didn't know at the time is that she was in full-blown ketosis. She just... She, her body was her literally body was eating itself. eating itself. Yeah, exactly. And, and she was... I mean... Dying. She was dying. She was. Her like legitimately. Wasn't working. That, I know that sounds dramatic too, but really, really. I mean, if you look at pictures of Maddox pre Disney that year versus coming home, I mean, Tiffany's posted it before where she's like, I can't believe I didn't see. I thought that her body was changing from a baby to a toddler because they sure. do that. Like they, they thin out and their faces got. And that's what was happening. But it wasn't happening because of her age. It was happening because her body was eating itself. Yeah. Like, she's very skinny. Yeah. Her little face is just... I mean, it's it's really insane, the difference you can see in, in a matter of months. So we went home to wait for these results. And I called back at noon and one and two. And I finally sent a message to our pediatrician via the, the, like the patient portal. And she read it um, and and responded um, with a phone call. She didn't bother to text me back or send me an email back. So I hit send and probably 10 minutes later I was getting a call from our doctor. And she was very calm on the phone but spoke with severity sure and seriousness and she said tiffany um i just got maddox's results and read them and she has diabetes and she's in ketosis 
and I know that you don't know what any of that means, but you need to go to the hospital right now. Tell me which one you're going to go to, and I'll call ahead and let them know that you're coming. And you're going to get air backed to Children's in Little Rock. Like Angel, why don't we wait in, basically? Yeah, she said, I'm calling them now so that they can send it. Yeah. Because, because Maddox needs serious help right this minute. She said, don't wait. Just go. Oh, but, I think I might cry this episode. I know. I know. But but be prepared to stay because you'll be there. Mm-hmm. She said, you'll be there for a while. And so we we packed up some stuff and we took um, Phoenix to um, Chase's parents, I think. And, um, or maybe some friends. I can't exactly remember, but it doesn't matter. And um, Chase and I took Maddox to the closest hospital and, and they were ready for us. They knew. Mm-hmm. And, they tested her and hooked her up and got her IVs. But when I tell you that her body was practically lifeless, it it truly was. We changed her into her little um, little gown or whatever that she needed to be in. And she got her IVs and she didn't put up a fight. And she just laid there and let us mess Stick with her with needles yeah. and put IVs in her. Now, they checked her number at the hospital. Yeah, I think she was at 461. Which is a which is a oh no maybe five I think it was five thirty one five thirty one at the time, and and that number is very high. Don't get me wrong, but the bigger issue was that her A one C her long term sugar number was really really bad, and I can't exactly remember. I think it was um. I really think it was like eleven or twelve. It was, it was really high. I, I really think it I was. I can't recall off the top of my head. I think it was 11 something. But it was not good. And so they they strapped her in. And, um, and, and it's not just bad that it was 530 something. If we got that number now, it would be really bad. But, it would be bad. But, it would be really bad. Yeah. We don't get that high. But. Yeah. But it's the fact that it had probably been that way. For an astronomical long time. Yes, a very long time. Not just like she clocked in at that and whatever. No, it it had stayed that way. So. uh, So when they loaded her, they loaded her up on the helicopter. And Chase went to go be with Phoenix for the night. Yeah, and I rode down with Maddox and my parents. You flew down. flew down. (laughs) Uh, And my parents... um, got in the car and they drove down so that they could provide me with some support Mm -hmm. while I was down there with Maddox. Um, and Chase, um, hung out with Phoenix here and took care of her while, while we were gone. And we got there, we landed and it was terrifying. Um, it was the middle of the night and she was getting, I mean, it wasn't the middle of the night quite yet. I mean, it was pretty late. No, it was late. It was late. And, um, we got to, the ICU and she got hooked up and she was sleeping and they come in every 15 minutes probably to adjust the number or check up check her blood sugar or you know check some some something but because at this point she has an insulin drip yeah like that's the only way really it's a lot and and we didn't know what was happening <laughs> and we didn't know anything about diabetes I'll interject here with just a quick, quick little blip of me and Tiff, but she actually posted a picture once they were kind of settled for the night. Um, 
you know, hey, we've made it to children's. And it was just kind of like, I could, I could tell from the picture that Tiffany had been crying like super hard, was super exhausted. And little Maddox was just passed out on her chest. And, um, I sent her a message and we hadn't connected in a couple years, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, and I sent her a message and just said, Hey, I, I just saw your post and I want you to know that I'm praying for you and your little one. Right. Not knowing at the time that that was my daughter that I was praying for. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and, <laughs> and I had just gone through my first round of cancer. Like I was still, I was recovering from it. I had just found out the same month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she immediately responded and was like, I'm sorry to hear about all your medical stuff too. And turns out we were both crying for each other. Like not knowing that, but still being able to support each other through friendship at first at that mm-hmm. point and um, still be connected to each other's stories. At a, a really bit. scary medical time yeah. for both of us. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, not necessarily for me, but. Oh, no, for you too. <laughs> but, you know, being able to follow my daughter's story from the beginning is pretty cool, even though at first it was through pictures and through Facebook, but still anyway go ahead so we we got we got in and they they did stuff to her for like probably the first 18 hours that we were there we were in the icu she was pretty much unconscious and we were trying to figure stuff out and (laughs) she was in a coma she was in a diabetic coma she she was but um but then you know we we got over this little hump and she kind of came back to us and her numbers started getting better and they were talking about taking her off of the insulin drip and and they were teaching us about diabetes something that we didn't know anything about and they 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 spent a couple days you know training us on how to take care of this little girl Mm -hmm. that we thought we knew how to take care of right but Maddox was 17 months when she got diagnosed. She did get to break out of the hospital a few days later. Um, I think we were there for three days. <clears throat> it's, a little, it's sad, some of the pictures that Tiffany took. Like, some of them are just of her toes, because at the time, that's where they were pricking her to get her number. And so her In little... In the ICU, yeah, we were... They were pricking toes. And by so the her time little we... toes were all bruised and red and oh so sad i know it was sad but by the time we got up to the main floor and endocrine came to teach us about diabetes they were like oh no 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 that's a very painful spot you don't need to do it in the toes and we're mm-hmm. like oh we had no idea you because know? she was you know out so and, she and, wasn't yeah and icu was telling us that's what we needed to do but i digress we we'd have a great endocrine team and um they she was able to go home and we we kind of trained all of our family and friends in, in all things diabetes, and we struggled a lot. But since then, oh, they were they also told us that Maddox was the, the youngest patient that they had at um, Children's Hospital. In Arkansas. It, at Arkansas Children's Hospital that mm-hmm. had been diagnosed with diabetes. I said, that's maybe not an award we want. <laughs> but, but she won their hearts over, uh, yes. for sure, yeah. just like she does everywhere else. Yeah, she's... She was fabulous, but um, we got home and life kind of went on and we we were really thankful when 
the ACH Northwest opened up because obviously that's a, a much mm-hmm. closer option for us. We see her endocrine team every quarter, you mm-hmm. know, every three months. And, um, and she's come a long way. You know, she started with, with just, um, you know, pricking her finger manually every couple hours. Which was a lot. Like, which, which when I came into the picture, you know, a few months later or whatever, however long it was, um, yeah, everybody kind of had the hang of it. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, like, what am I supposed to do? And um, so it was hard for me to understand, like, why, you know, how the insulin itself worked as far as getting her number too high versus bottoming her out and it going super low. Because if it gets too low, Maddox could seize um, and obviously die. I know it sounds super traumatic, but really, like... Maddox has life-saving equipment. Like, it's, you know, um, and so that was, it was hard for me because I didn't just want to know, like, okay, here's what I need to do and here's how I treat her. I want to know how her body's working or not working. I want to know what causes it to do the things it does and, you know what I mean? That way I can have educated, yeah, yeah, like, understanding of Mm -hmm. what diabetes is as a whole. And I still learn things you know, every quarter when we go to the endocrine <laughs> doctor, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that or whatever. So, um, but yeah, she. So she went from, from doing finger pricks about, you know, eight to 10 times a day mm-hmm. and four shots every single day, every day, um, to. So with her shots, we'd have to rotate like breakfast. It was in the arm. Lunch was in the tummy. Dinner was in her thigh and her lantus every morning was in like her kind of like the butt area yeah. right and then we would rotate sides every day left side, and then right we side, had a journal side. that went back and forth where we we were all writing down so that we knew what side to go on and how many units she was getting and it was a lot gosh it was a lot it's come a long way because yes. now we have a continuous glucose reader that constantly monitors her numbers and sends us alerts on our phones um and she uses that at school too and it's always there. So, like, even right now, while she's at her dad's house, you know, one of us could pull up her app and see her number and know what it is. Like, right now, she's at 209 and climbing. So, I'm Maybe sure... Maybe not, like, the best number. I'm sure Chase will probably go in and do a correction dose. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that he's going to do that. Yeah. But, 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 um, it's cool, that technology that she has. And then... And then after that, we had that for a while. We still have that now. But then she got her her pump, and which the the huge difference with the pump is that remember we talked about the A one C number, and before the pump, it was still pretty high, very high. And the A one C, the larger the A one C, the less the life expectancy. True story. So you're just knocking years off their life when it stays that high that long. Um, so it was a huge thing where our endocrine, our endocrine doctor was like, this is happening. She basically was like, like, this is happening. And you need it right now. And that since has brought her number down a lot. Many points. Many points. Um, but it is still something that we are constantly working toward because it's, that's, I mean, obviously it's important and the pump is definitely life changing. Yeah. Yeah. But her body is small. (laughs) And there's not a whole lot of fat on it because she's, I mean, she's just about to be six. Um, and kids are kids. I mean, kids are little and they go outside and they burn a ton of energy and that affects your blood sugar. And <laughs> it's a lot. Um, 
I guess, can I go into the story of Branson right now? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, I have, I've seen Maddox, uh, I had, I had seen Maddox in ketosis before, uh, where we had taken her to the hospital because we couldn't get her number down because she was sick or something like that because, you know, when kids are sick, they're not drinking a lot, they're not eating a lot, and so imagine a kid with diabetes who can't control her blood sugar and she's not drinking. So the reason that diabetics drink so much is because they're trying to flush out those ketones naturally. Um, how do you even explain ketones? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something in your blood. <laughs> We're really good moms. <laughs> Something in your bloodstream, right? Like it basically is telling you when you're in ketosis. It's like the amount of acid in your blood. Okay, there you go. Because if you didn't know when you're in ketosis, you're there is acid in your blood. It actually makes it really acidic. So... Um, Anyway, so I had seen her super high where we had to go in on the insulin drip and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I had never seen her really, really, really low before. I'd seen it where we had to treat her right at night or something. But we were at Branson and... Good old silver dollars. <laughs> and so we're kind of hanging out and we look at her number and it was before lunch and it was super high. It was like 300 or something. It was really high. And I was like, hey, I, I really think we should do a correction dose. And Tiffany was like, okay, if you, you know, whatever. And so I did a correction dose on her to try to bring her number down. And we went along with the day. A correction dose is when you give out insulin, but no food. Yeah. Right. To try and bring her number typically, down. Typically, we only give her insulin when she's also eating food. But sometimes if her number's really high, yep. we'll give her a little bit of extra insulin to drop her number to a, a range that so we would I like. forget that we have to like explain okay. what those mean. But yeah, so I had I had given her insulin even though she wasn't eating. Because first of all, I was like, we need to bring this number down. And second of all, I was like, we're, we're going to eat soon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right, so I thought it would all balance out. And we left her backpack and everything in a locker and we just went about the day. And then lunchtime rolled around, and um, Tiffany and Valerie were going to wait in line to get us food while me and the girls went and got a seat. And at first, we were sitting at this picnic table, and then I saw, like, an upstairs area, because it was hot that day. Yeah. I saw an upstairs area that was covered that had fans, and there were seats up there. So I was like, girls, come on, let's go upstairs. So we go upstairs, and we sit down, and they have their water bottles. And I was kind of looking on my phone, but I saw... Matt, like out of the corner of my eye, I saw Maddox kind of, I don't know, like wobble a little bit, you know, where to the point where I like looked up and put my phone down. I was like, Maddie, you okay? And she goes, mm-hmm. But then I noticed that like her eyes, like she was blinking super slow and I go, Maddie. And right then it was like, boom. I mean, she passed out. I caught her out of her chair. I'm, I'm like shaking. <laughs> I have the chills. I'm shaking right now as I'm telling you this. Um... But I caught her out of her chair, immediately picked her up, and Phoenix was so awesome. She was like, Mama, I got the water bottles. I was like, okay, great, baby. <laughs> you know, and I, I see Valerie from, like, the top, and I'm, like, pointing at Maddox and immediately, like, run down the stairs. And so I get her down there, and we put her in the wagon, and she's passed out, like, gone. I look at her pump, and it's measuring low. Like, it stopped giving us the number, and it just said Low. Which is below 40, which is when she could seize. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so she had passed out. I'm freaking out. I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm looking around for, like, 
a stand really nearby where we can get her something. And I, I think Dippin' Dots were close, I right? saw Dippin' Dots, but I was like, those aren't going to be fast enough. And Tiffany's like, her backpack, go! Because we have all the emergency kit. Yeah, the well then Valerie takes off, but I love my mother-in-law, but she's just like... trying to run so i sprint past her all the way across the park i get the backpack meanwhile (laughs) mom and alicia are both gone and here i am with the wagon Uh, i don't know phoenix was like seven and maddox was passed out in the wagon and i'm like okay so (laughs) so phoenix and i are like trucking along mom comes back because alicia has run past her like She's getting the Heisman. And, <laughs> and um, we're kind of going like that direction to meet her when we stop because next to us happens to be a place to get like, I, I don't know, like ICs or something. But also they had cotton candy and um, just sugar. If. Pure sugar. I don't know that Maddox had ever had cotton candy before, but in that moment, sugar that literally melts in your mouth is exactly what we needed. So She didn't have to do any work. So we, I pulled the wagon right next to the, like, there's a little, I don't know, area to sit right there. So And at this point, I have run back and Valerie has said, hey, we got her some cotton candy. Well, hang on. Mom literally stole this cotton candy off of the shelf. (laughs) And then later, you know, we're like, we're we're going to, I promise, but we just need it right this second. And there was this guy who was, like, painting on the ground, and he was talking to her. He said, you want medic? And so we got medic over. I was back at this point. And Alicia was back, and we were feeding her um, cotton candy, and she started to perk up just a little, and I sent mom to go get, I don't know, a meatball Meatballs. or a sausage or something. Something with um, protein, and it ended up being meatballs. So I fed Maddox meatballs because she was now alert enough to be able to open her mouth and chew. Mm-hmm. And I got done feeding her the meatballs. And first of all, the medic came over and he was like, do we need, um, what's it called? Glucagon. Glucagon. And I was like, yes. And, and Tiffany's like, like, hang on. <laughs> She's like, you know, I'm just like, yes, my daughter's dying. Please give her something. And Tiffany's like, wait, I've given her like half a bag of cotton candy. <laughs> I was like, she absolutely does not also just need a shot of sugar. I think we're good. So I finish giving Maddox these meatballs. I promptly throw the plate away, walk around to the opposite side of this little sitting area, and ball. Like, I just (laughs) sobbed. Number one, holding your lifeless daughter in your arms because you decided to do a correction dose and then not properly monitor it kind of sucks. Oh, babe. (laughs) And so it just, it was a lot that day. So that was the first time I saw Maddox pass out because her number got too low and it was terrifying so the weekend that we brought her home from the hospital the first time um we were of course her monitor her numbers weren't monitored as as closely because we check every like two hours or something and i had checked her and then i was about to go to bed it had probably been like 20 minutes and i just had this like gut feeling that i needed to check her one more time before i went to bed and i went in and i did and between the finger stick and the reading that comes up, which only happens like to be about 10 seconds, mm-hmm. if that Maddox has a seizure. It was terrifying, but her number was like 22 or I something. I can't even imagine. And we got it up and she was fine. We didn't end up needing to go in, but I hadn't seen her become lifeless 
from from the seizure until when we were at Silver Dollar City. It was very scary. It was really scary. We try not to do that, but um, obviously. But Phoenix <sighs> is always so awesome. The coolest under pressure. She's so she awesome. She truly is. <laughs> She just, oh, mom, I got the water bottles and she's just like sprinting behind me. She's like, what do I do? How can I help? And I know. And, and she's also like not underfoot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. She stays out of the way. Yeah. She's like, she's there just enough to let you know that she can help you, but not so much that you're having to also manage. Be like, get out of the way or whatever. Right. Which sounds harsh, but we're trying to save a life, you know? Yeah. People but, understand that. But she was so sweet. She's like. Man, you got some good cotton candy. <laughs> I like blue cotton candy. She's the she's best like, big oh, sister, guys. She really is. Sister. She's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. They fight for sure. But mm. man, Phoenix loves Maddox and she's going to love this baby. She's just such a good big sister. She truly is. Um, so, this, <sighs> oh, so yeah, that was that time. So this last time we ended up in the hospital just a couple weeks ago, um, her... Her pump site failed two times in a row, and it pushed her numbers really, really up, and um, really, really up, <laughs> really, really up, really, really high, <laughs> and um, and she just she went into ketosis, and well, Tiffany got a call from the school. Hey, we really aren't able to control Maddox's numbers today. Like they're just super high, and so Tiffany had went to go change out her pump site because normally that's indicative of a pump site failing, right? Or something up, something's up with the pump. It's not working properly. And so she went to just go change it to see if I that did. would fix it. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up calling Tiffany, like her teacher, Maddox's teacher called Tiffany while she was still in the front office and was like, Hey, Maddox is just laying her head on her desk. Like she's not, she's not really feeling much herself. I don't think she's got a fever or anything. She's not complaining too much. She just is pretty lethargic. I said, okay, well, go ahead and send her to me. I'll change out her pump site. I'll give her a look and, and talk to her and see. But Tiffany just decided to bring the girls home to well, me. Well, yeah. When I when she walked around the corner, she looked half dead. So I was like, eh, I think you probably just need to come home. Yeah, you're, not you're just sick. Well. Yeah. yeah. So she brought them home to me because um, I work from home now. And then I went back to work. Yes. And while I was working, first of all, Maddox tells us that she that she threw up that morning before going to school. No, 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 no. That's that's a lie. Let me let me correct that. So right as Tiffany was picking them up, Chase sends a text um, that just says, you know, hey, by the way, Maddox threw up this morning. Um, she hadn't had a lot of dairy or anything, you know. So I don't really know what that was about. Maybe she's getting sick. I don't know. Kids are weird. Like that was his text. And I send back, well, that's really crazy timing because Tiffany's literally picking them up from school because they say she's not feeling herself. So um, she gets home. And while I'm working, Phoenix busts through the door because there's no <laughs> chill on her at all. You say she's cool under pressure, but sometimes that's a lie. She has no cool at all. She like busts in and she's like, mama, I'm like on a zoom call. Luckily my mic's off. And she's like, mama, Maddox is throwing up. And I'm like, okay, is she at the toilet? She's like, yes. And I'm like, then calm down. So I walk in there to the bathroom to hold her hair and she's throwing up and she's like, oh, why does it have to be red? It's because she had had strawberries, okay? But she was like, that was her question. Um, and 
Anyways, so then she had thrown up that time and then I cuddled with her on the couch for a little bit after I got off of work and she threw up five more times and I text Tiffany and I said, we got to take her in. Like, it's just, that's where it's at Mm -hmm. because she was sleeping really like sleeping, just sleeping on the couch. She never, never takes naps anymore. She was letting me cuddle with her the entire time. Which is really a red Because <laughs> she, she likes she to cuddle a lot, her. but she's like, eh, just a minute, you know, and then I'm good. Um, and then I took some heartbreaking pictures of her at dinner where she has, like, the throw-up bowl or whatever <laughs> next to her because she's like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm just going to, you know. So it was time. So Tiffany took her to the hospital while I stayed here with Phoenix. Um, and then I get a call from Tiffany and Maddox is in ketosis and um, they're going to air back her. Yeah, they want to air back her, but the storms had grounded Angel One, Angel One helicopter, and because she, they had gone ahead and hooked her up to an insulin drip, which they don't normally do in the ER, which is why they wanted to put her because Arkansas Children's here doesn't have a an, an intensive care unit. Um, shout out to them; they need one. Like I don't know why we don't have one here, but it's we should. Quite pricey, I think, to add that. Wing, sure. But. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so. They did it anyway, because transportation to Little Rock wasn't happening. Well. Not for eight hours. Well, yeah. Well, there's a little more to that, but yeah. Go ahead. Um, Just, they had gone ahead and prepped her for that airbag. So that's why they put the insulin drip in. And then, and then they came back and said, hey, the, the helicopter's grounded. There's one ambulance that is equipped to, there's an Angel One ambulance that's equipped to handle an insulin drip, and it's about eight hours away. And so we knew then that we were spending the night in the ER. So they, like, gave her her own set of nurses, like, just just for her, because they were coming in every 15 minutes. And um, they definitely did have to read the manual on how to hook up the insulin drip, which was a little bit scary. Um, but it worked out well. They found some, some nursing staff that had been... Um, ICU nurses down in Little Rock and they were mm-hmm. they were up helping Maddox which was um, very helpful and um, there were some perks to being the only long-term patients in the ER um, you know they all came in and checked literally every nurse mm-hmm. came in and checked on her and the doctors were making sure she was okay and everybody falls in love with Maddox I mean she's First of all, she was in ketosis, so she was just tired and sleeping a lot. So there wasn't a lot of complaints when they were putting the IVs in and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's polite, even in those moments, and she's sweet. And um, so, you know, it was it was pretty good. But there was a moment when she was asleep, and we need to, needed to give her, like, a long-lasting insulin shot... And she had been asking the whole time if she was going to get a shot. And we had been reassured that that wasn't going to happen. But then she took another turn. And so we did end up having to do that. So um, it was our fault. We were like, yeah, just do it while she's asleep. She won't notice. Right. they were training the nurse who was doing it. And of course, she had no idea what she was doing. We just didn't think it through. Like, she didn't know that with the insulin pin, when you you push it down, it goes all the way down. And the stick was terrible. She, like, stuck Maddox twice, basically, and didn't get... uh, It was really bad. Like, it was kind of frustrating as a parent to watch them suck at it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Maddox woke up screaming because obviously, like, it wasn't just nice and easy and boom, done. And so we had to apologize to Maddox and be like, baby, we won't do that again. We will wake you up. Because she's the type of kid who likes to see everything happening to her. It really freaks her out um, if she can't watch. So... That was a that was a mom fail on our part, <laughs> but we thought it would go much smoother than that. So, but she did start to perk up by the morning time a little bit, and because she was making strides forward, they didn't want to transport her down to ICU so that she could be in ICU for a hot minute and then get transferred to a room and then us have to drive all the way back. So, thankfully, they said, "Let's just this is working right now. Let's just keep her." And hopefully, you know, by this afternoon, you can just get released from the ER instead of having to get checked into a room, which mm-hmm. was nice. And that is what happened. She um, she got got better. She also got really hysterical towards the end um, and literally cried for the last two hours. That we it were was there. really painful. It was super painful to watch. She was very emotional. Um, but finally, when we were leaving the hospital, she was she was sobbing uncontrollably, and um, I asked her. I said, "Well, what do you? What are you okay? What are you doing?" She, I just need to see Phoenix. I was like, "Okay, honey." <laughs> so she anyway. just she just wanted her home. But anyway, all of that being said, those moments are really few and far between at this point. Like. It's under control pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. What's hard is if you think about yourself, right? And you have to fast for a test. You know how grumpy and hangry you are by the time they're drawing your blood or doing whatever they have to do. And it's because your blood sugar is so low at that point that you just need food, right? You know how it is. Like we talk about being hangry all the time and how... Our emotions are kind of out of control. Like, we can be a lot extra because we're hungry. But really, it's because our blood sugar is fluctuating so differently. Imagine being a toddler, 17 months old or whatever, and not being able to control your blood sugar at all. I mean, Maddox has super high highs and really low lows as far as emotions go. And we have finally learned that if that's happening, um, we really need to check her number, <laughs> you know, because it could be that something is wrong there. She could be too high. She could be too low. Um, it's just a lot to monitor and think, and it's a lot for her little body to go through. I mean, we could show you her chart from that and how, like, over 12 hours, for instance, um, and... It's just all over the chart. It's just up and down and up and down and up and down. And that, I can't imagine how hard it is for her little body to do anything. I mean, really, like, to be any kind of consistent. Yeah. But Maddox rocks it. I mean, she's... And, too, she doesn't know any different. Yeah. But I will say that before Maddox gets in trouble, we do typically check her number. There, I have def- <laughs> I have definitely learned to do that because there have been a lot of times when I've just lost my cool and then Tiffany's like, babe, she's having a low. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> Mom award goes to me. No, like, no. But but she's going to be different now and, and life is, is working well for her and it does break my heart that we, you know, change her pump site every three days and we change her CGM every 
10 days and sometimes she gets manual shots and we always go to endocrine and she gets blood work done and she does all this and she does all that but she's living a great life yeah. now and her diabetes is pretty well managed mm-hmm. despite all the stories we just told you keep in mind you know she's, those are the extremes i was gonna say she's six now so she's got to have a couple of stories but mm-hmm. but she um she certainly doesn't let it get her down I'll tell you, type one is a beast. It really is. And so, I mean, it's a... <sighs> My favorite, though, is when people are like, um, you know, she, maybe she should go on the keto diet. I'm like, that does not help people who have a broken pancreas. Yeah, like, don't don't tell us that. But she, you know, she, we, shoot, I mean, we still let her have a donut in the morning every once in a while. We still... She's a kid. You know, she's a kid. And and we don't want it to ever get to the point where she's hiding food from us or something like that because she feels so restricted. We want her to know how to be able to do that in a safe way for her body. So, you know, there's a lot of teaching that goes into it for her and knowing that soon, you know, not soon, but faster than we want to believe, she'll be dealing with it herself or at least at school, like monitoring it herself and we're trying to get her to learn her body, like to kind of explain to us how it's feeling when she's having a little, like, do you feel weird? Do you feel dizzy? You know, trying to give her some tools in her kit to be able to communicate to us when her body feels different and being able to start noticing those things so that she can take care of herself. Um, so it's a lot for her, but she, she's rocking it. She's super brave. Um, I think the most heartbreaking thing that's ever happened is there was one night when it, it was a really hard pump night. We had a couple failures, so it was like the third time trying to get it in. And she hugged me around the neck and she said, I hate being this way. And I just broke. Like, held on to her. And I was like... Yeah, she was probably four. Yeah, yeah. And it was a rough night. But, mm. but since then, I mean, she really, like... Now she'll fall and she'll be like, I'm tough. I got three needles in my body, girl. Like that. Like, you know, she likes to brag about it and be super tough. And um, so, yeah, she's she's managing well. Her diabetes is really ma- well maintained now, but uh, still a constant thing. And like I said, we have a lot of teaching to do when it comes to that because we just want her to know her body and know how to still be able to get the things that she wants while taking care of herself and to make the best choices for her own body. So, so today I just want to leave you with, um, a little advice and that is to never stop being an advocate for your child. Yeah. Um, we have some family members right now that are going through things with, with their children, child specifically. And I told her, I said, if you've got a feeling, don't stop. Yep. Don't stop. Because I should not have never let her go through that weekend dying. She should have been at the hospital before that experience. And um, and it would have been easier on her body. But regardless, just don't let somebody else's opinion take hold of your thoughts even if it's a doctor's mom gut's a real thing yeah so trust your mom gut fight for your kiddos and um they'll come out on the other side of the rainbow yeah Maddox always does yeah Mm. she's a tough girl yeah 
It's been 55,000 weeks since we did the last episode, but what have you asked your mom lately? Mm, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Um, we had my, my little brother's baby shower this past week, so I asked her a lot of questions about like if she had any of her stuff together. And did she? The answer's no. <laughs> no. No. She had some stuff together, but we, we had to pick up some stuff for her. So, um, yeah. What about you? Um, hmm. I've asked my mom to help plan birthday parties. The girls both have birthday parties coming up in the next couple weeks. And so she's helping me do that. And... Um, asked her if she was excited to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. She's going to Mexico next weekend with my oldest brother and his wife. And we're going to an all-inclusive. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just ask her if she was ready for that trip and stuff. Yeah. But um, kids ask you anything? Our kids? Yeah. I mean, Maddox asked about boy private parts. <gasps> she did. It was a really fun weird conversation yeah I just, it was in the car and she was like i don't remember how it was brought up they were they were talking just, about something i don't remember exactly but it spun off in maddox saying that she's never seen a penis which was wow a, was a relief if your kids are listening now they know but we were like she was like, so what does it look like? I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I was like, you know what? We will have this conversation. But when I'm like actually a prepared. little bit prepared, not two minutes before you're at your dad's doorstep. So, <laughs> um, you know, little things like that. Yeah. But Phoenix, um, she always asks if, if our neighbor can play. Oh, but she's been asking a lot about the baby, asking if things are secret. Um, yeah. If can she tell her friends? She can tell her friends, or she can tell her teachers if if they can know the names yeah. and and um, we tell her all the time. You know, it's your journey too. Mm-hmm. So it's not a secret. And if you want somebody to know, then you just tell them. If you want to share that information, that's yours to share too. It's part of your journey. We want her to be excited and and, and be able is. to talk to her friends. So. so. Yeah, but guys, sorry that it's taken us so long. We won't lie to you anymore, okay? Um, If you've asked your mom anything or your kids have asked you anything funny or awesome or weird, please write in and let us know um, so that we can put it in our next podcast. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. I don't either. I don't think. No? I don't think so. Okay, great. That's a wrap. And we'll see you... um... Bye, guys.